Welcome to Talking Baseball. It is an episode we're going to talk about the sport of baseball. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. Myself, Jimmy. Jake, right next to me, Trevor Plouffe, he is in California. A little midday show. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Jason Kendall. And if you didn't, that's on you because that was a fantastic interview. And I think we all fell in love with that man for a little bit. But uh, more importantly, Trev, how are you doing? I'll start with you. I'm doing great. And I agree with your assessment on the Kendall interview. We talked right after how like... We didn't even scratch the surface with the guy. Like we talked about baseball and stuff, but really we wanted to go into like a little bit more about his mental space and kind of where he is. Like asking him what his opinions is where we need to go next time. Yeah. Jake, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I'm I'm with you in the same room for the first time in ten days, eleven days. Um practicing our social distancing by keeping Trevor between us. And uh, yeah, Jason Kendall is—it's as good as it gets. I think we we all had a few questions prepared coming in, and we asked one and a half of them. And there's so much more. And I, I mean, you want him to manage your team, and then I think you look back five years later and you're saying like, that was wild, huh? <laughs> uh, Trev, did you not know we were in the same room? I did know you were in the same room, but. I just feel like maybe I should call Kumo on you guys and get you arrested. What's okay. Kumo? Well, we'll we'll practice how you pronounce an Italian last name sometime. Because what the you, hell is that's that? How you say it. I watched. Oh, press Cuomo. I thought you were Cuomo. giving us some acronym or something. Yeah. So I was like, what does Kumo stand for? That's... I thought it was like a health board. I need to get you guys thrown in jail. Then I, me and BBD can just run the show on our own, which is my master plan, nice. eventually. Kind of, you me. kind of offended my heritage with the way you pronounce that. To be completely honest with you, how do I say it? You. Cuomo, Cuomo, Cuomo. Yeah, Quo. Whatever. That doesn't sound Italian to me, but ow. We both have I'm pierced wrong. nipples. Fun fact. That's Didn't know that. Which one? Because there's two of them. Yeah, three. Uh, Jake's there's got three. three. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the third is not where you think it is, <laughs> <Yeah>. Trev. <laughs> well. I was well, saying Cuomo's. Well, you guys were talking about nipples. Yeah, yeah. Baseball's here. Show. <laughs> you, uh, Trev, you got uh, all these non-New Yorkers keep telling Jake and I that we can't go outside, or at least telling me I can't go outside. Like, they think that groceries and laundry don't exist. It's very, very, very annoying. So anyone that listens, it's impossible oh, to not go, go outside. You can run errands. What do you mean? I, I, I still do. I still this is an errand store. by Jake. Yeah, he's running an errand, I guess. <laughs> Spread your hand out. Let me see how far you guys are. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Either you have a huge wingspan or I don't like it. I... Oh, it's a huge wingspan. It's the longest my arm's ever been. <laughs> Plead the fifth on that. Uh, so we were kind of discussing what are we talking about today. There's not much brand new news. And I, I think that there's been some new reports. And, and Jake and I kind of did this on JJR yesterday, but... I think you're on the same page, Ploof, where that Cactus League and and Grapefruit League came out 
It was fun to ponder for a little bit. But in the end, it's another like, ah, there's a lot of hiccups there. We heard uh, that that's like not real at all. Like they, that, that it hasn't come up yet. It was not discussed within baseball. Then the Japan thing comes out. So from my standpoint, I think Jake's with me. And I think you're with me. We're done with all of these new ideas. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not giving any, any of them any more attention. Is that where you're at as well? Yeah, you know, the Japan thing's ridiculous. Okay. So that one's just gone. The Cactus League, Grapefruit League, I think it has more merit than the All Arizona. I agree with you there. And I, I disagree. And I do think they probably discussed it because it sounds to me like they're just discussing all possibilities. Um, you know, and I guess in a roundabout way, all they're really trying to do is have people continue to talk about baseball. That's smart PR. They want, they want people to talk about things. So I, I would say until we're back with a, with a firm date, we're going to get stupid tidbits like that just to drum up some excitement, just to get idiots like us talking about it. I agree, and but I'm out because yeah. now it's clear that that's what's happening, and they're not actually discussing these things in MLB. They're just throwing them out to the masses, and we joked that if the Japan news, they just needed to sit on that for another week and give us one idea a week, but because they gave us two ridiculous ideas within the same week, it's like I now I now see through you, reporters. Mm-hmm. And I'm out. I'm not, I'm not entertaining a thing for a long time. It's like time. when you have a dog and you're playing fetch and you fake throw the ball. First time, the dog's like, whoa, what just happened? Second time, it's like, wait a second, you're not throwing the ball, so I'm not really going to run. That's kind of where you're at right now. They, they faked you out twice. Yeah, and the third time, he just runs around your back and finds it behind your hand. Jake, if he was, if he was a dog... I think might fall for it a few more times. Then yeah, I mean, yeah, thank you, okay. thank you guys for your dog tips. As the only dog owner here, uh, shut your butts. And B, uh, I think, and again, this is where I differ from you guys a little bit. I think the Arizona plan is the only plan that's actually been discussed somewhere in the walls of baseball. Commissioner Plouffe brought it to our attention. Um, and again, I think the details on that were. Uh, I mean, ludicrous, the, you know, people abandoning their families and everything. But I, I still do think there's something, that's the closest realm, because I still think you can make something work out. You have to change a lot of the details. Um, but uh, again, where, where things fall apart for me with even the, the Florida-Arizona plan, fake Florida-Arizona plan, is that you, you've completely changed baseball, and then I, I think players are just tapping out. Like, why risk that? If, if you could somehow get everyone in Arizona, play 80 games, and still have your teams and, and play the teams in your division, like, you can make that legitimate. And uh, I, I guess that's where me and John Boy mostly differ because I still think they can get something legitimate. We're actually closer because I think it's exhibition season, and then I think once that comes, it's just they're going to say this isn't worth it. But you still think uh, a, a real semblance is a possibility where yeah, I don't. I think they can mimic it enough. Um, but yeah, and then I think I think the problem for me is once they get into that realm, I think we'll still get something. But you'll have players dip. I think if you're Garrett Cole, why risk it? If you're, if you're any of the players that make real money, why are you doing any of this exhibition stuff? Yeah, that kind of brings 
us to what I alluded to before we started this show. Trev's Trev's hot scoops. Trev's hot scoops. I got, I'm just getting tidbits, guys. This isn't who I <laughs> who I sought out to be. I just so you hang. want it to be called Trev's tidbits officially this segment. Do you want an intro I, sound for Trev's tidbits? It's it's more like little birdies. Do you guys okay. know Trevor Littlefinger in Game of Thrones got his little birdies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is that Varys? Varys. Varys has the little birds. I just feel like I got little birds, and I don't really want them, but I'm just getting tidbits. Okay, so I thought I would share one with you. Okay, it's kind tidbit of, number one. Go. It uh, <laughs> it goes along with you talking about with Garrett Cole, and you're saying, is it worth it to him? And what we've consistently preached on this show is that both sides are incentivized to get this season done because there's money to be made. And one thing we thought was interesting was how easily the Players Association was able to get MLB to commit to giving guys a full year of service time regardless of the amount of games we played. That seemed a little too easy, right? Sure. Yeah, I thought so. I I thought it was a big win at the time. I was like, whoa, they got that easily. Well, I started thinking about it. And now that I got this little piece of information that I'm about to share... There's a reason for that, right? MLB, the owners, they already have their books ready for next year and the year after. They understand what their payroll is going to be, what they want to spend, all that. They don't just fly by the seat of their pants. They have people planning for this. So they had already planned for people to get service time, obviously. Like, that's not something they're like, oh, well, uh, we haven't planned for everyone to get service time. It's already in the book. So what do they care? In the grand scheme of things, for them to set baseball back, it's like, we don't need to do that. So here you go. We've already planned for this in our books. But there's always a but, a caveat to that. Once you help somebody out, like they did with the Players Association, because they had power to say, nah, we're probably not going to give you guys a full service year if we only play 70 games. They had the power to do that, and they didn't. Now we're finding out the reason why, and I don't believe this is public, but when guys do come back for games, if they do, they will not be getting full salaries. I've heard through the grapevine, through one of my little birdies, that they'll be playing at a fraction of their contract because of the fact that there will be no fans in the stands, no concessions, no parking. A lot of the things that these teams rely on for their income are not going to be there. So when they come back, Players are going to be playing for a fraction of their contracts. And now I'm starting to think, like you're saying, Jake, is it worth it for the players to be playing two doubleheaders a week, putting themselves at injury risk when you have a long-term contract like Garrett Cole does? Eh, I don't know if I want to be pitching on short rest or if I want to be playing with makeshift facilities where I'm not getting treated how I'm used to being treated. My body might act differently. So when you get this news, now I'm starting to think, I'm getting a little bit more pessimistic by the day because the money was the was the thing that was pushing this forward. And now if the money's off, I think there's not a lot of steam behind getting this season going. Well, it's kind of just, it's a logistical nightmare because what we had talked about and what I was saying is if there's no fans, owners aren't making the same amount of money and they're not going to want to do that. So now with this info... Seems like that's correct, and owners are like, well, hold on. We may play with no fans, but there's no way we pay the players' salaries 
uh, fully, fully, because then that's a way different profit than us. So it sounds like the owners got over that obstacle, but that creates the, another obstacle for the players where now you had players gung ho to play and owners kind of scared about the revenue. And now if the owners figure that out and they pay less, then we get into the, okay, well now it's a whole new ball game for the players. It's just, it's just a very crazy situation with tons of obstacles. And that's all I've been like thinking about. Like there's so many things for the people that say, just figure it out. They want to play and the owners want to play and the fans want games. Just figure it out. It's not easy to figure this thing out. No, no it's not. The, the only thing I have on my BS meter there is, is a couple things with um, a, the service time, if you go back and when we originally talked about this was, again, I, I think that kind of landed in the Corona pandemic spectrum because uh, imagine if they came out and they said the opposite, if, if they said, nope, we're not accruing service time. I mean, that's, that's just messed up and guys age and get older and it's a, it's a young man's sport. So I think we're getting away from that mindset a little bit. Another thing on my BS meter there is you know, you, you mentioned that these owners already have their books planned. These owners are very smart people, and I, I don't think they're just going to say, uh, you know, in theory what you're saying is that they planned on spending that money, let's spend it, where the other side of that would be they could still save some of their money, and these are all very smart businessmen that like to take care of their money. So that's smoking on the BS meter for me. And the other thing that ties into this, as you mentioned, the loss in concessions and everything else, that could affect the players' paychecks. There could also be new TV deals that come from this corona if they were to figure it out in mid-July and baseball is kind of the only thing going, that they will get a partnership with either ESPN or with one of the major networks to show some of these you know, new games that we didn't have scheduled, and that'll create a new revenue stream there. So I, I, I think what you're saying has something to it, but uh, the full story doesn't add up for me. Well, there's just still a lot of obstacles because, like... There's so many obstacles. TV, it's it's unreal. The thing about the service time, what I'm saying is they are... I mean, they never even thought that, hey, next year, we're going to get these guys at the same exact service time as they were last year or a half of what the service time. Like, they... That never crossed their mind. They've planned that Mookie Betts was going to be a free agent. They planned that the player that they've, they're looking at, which they already are they, looking well, at guys They, they mapped out their free agent signings and the money exactly. on the books with the service time. So if now, oh, you know, we have Glaber for that 10th, that next year, oh shit, we also have Cole and Stan. So now like our whole book is messed up. Like they plan it's out. Up. And, and if they went to battle with the Players Association about this service time, it'd be a long battle because that was huge for the players to not stop service time. Then we're going to see that spill right over into the CBA talks. And it might not even get to talks. It might just be like, no, we're done. Like end of this agreement, hold out, strike. Sorry about it. You guys didn't work with us when you could have worked with us. So I think it was more like, well, we already planned for it. We're going to act like we're actually giving them something when we don't really care about it because we've already planned for it. So we're going to say, oh yeah, look, we made our concession. Now, guess what? Your turn. I mean, that's easy for them. I'd love to see the ripple effects of if service time got pushed. Like 
where on the luxury tax, like who's like, you know, who gets over the limit now because they have a free agent on the books and this new, another year of service time, you know, where they thought they were planning on this dude being a free agency and leaving. I, there's gotta be some situation where it's weird or, or some owner was like, Oh shit, that fucks up our 2021. We, now we, we have way too much money on the books here. Just, there's a lot of ripple effects. I'm interested in, in all of them, I guess, good and bad. Have we, have we, I haven't seen this. I'm going to ask you guys, have you seen anything that talks about if we don't have a season this year, does everybody reset under the competitive tax balance? Because they didn't pay there. Obviously the payroll wasn't there. So do you reset? Well, I haven't seen that either. I would, I would guess. Yes. If the cert, I would guess that's kind of cool too. That changes everything. I think the For one thing I read, and I might be misremembering, I think I did read that they wouldn't get another year added, but they're at the same point as they were. Coming it would just freeze it. That makes kind of sense. So like like Yankees went back over for one year. They'd still be at like the one year over level of penalties. But I, I'll go see if I can find that again. Yeah, that If the season sense. gets banged, the, the race to find out, okay, who's a free agent and who what team needs people now if the season just gets banged is – is kind of crazy because it will be like, oh, the whole free agency thing is like, you know, everything got jumped ahead. Two off seasons in a row, basically. Yes. Well, not even basically. Two off seasons in a row. It's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird time in baseball, obviously. <laughs> like, the fact that we're diving this deep into the economics of the sport is funny to me. You know, we want to just talk about the games. Like, I just wish we were going to talk about who was in front in the AO East, why the Yankees have stumbled so far. Man, Garrett Cole doesn't look that good. I would love to be talking about stuff like that. Instead, we're going in and trying to figure out what these owners are thinking. And Should the Twins be sellers at the deadline? Back exactly. after this. I wish we could talk about something like Is this. Is Trevor Man, Plouffe I, I really one of the do. top 1,500 players in baseball? We find out after the break. <laughs> you know it. BBD is working <laughs> on a list. Of 1,500 people? Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said when with Kendall on, I didn't make a 40-man roster last year, so that's 1,200 people right there. Right, but so there's can, some logistics stuff there. I mean, teams have is. to keep some of their young prospects on the 40-man to protect them. If so I do think... If skill, I'm yeah. 100% there. Oh, yeah. If it's just top 40 dudes to put on a baseball field, you're golden. Yeah, but I'm not going to beat out the 22-year-old who just has loads of potential. Just start swinging... Yeah, no, I'm so out. Just guys. swing the stick. I think it's what great happens? Just bring a wooden bat that you don't care about into the pool with you. Go into the deep end and do some underwater cuts when you're hanging out with your kids in the pool. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. <laughs> so back in the day, in high school, um, me and one of my best friends on the baseball team would go on this like local public TV show. And they start asking my friend about like, hey, have you been training, like uh, working to get ready for this next season? And for some reason, this guy just like totally got stumped with that question. And I can see like the gears turning in his head. And he kind of like blanks and looks around. He goes, yeah, I've been doing some um, running under. And then I'm like, what's he going to say right here? He goes, I've been doing some running underwater. And he just and then he keeps going. And I kind of look at him like, what the fuck are you talking about running underwater? This is in 2003, dude. Okay. 
And he's like, I don't know. Afterwards, I was like, what, you, what, what are you talking about? You're running underwater, bro. And he's like, I have no idea. That just came out of my mouth. Like, I don't <laughs> Froze never up. done that before. <laughs> there wasn't even such thing as like underwater treadmills since then. And later he's like, I just saw a picture of like Muhammad Ali doing like his punches underwater. And I just like thought of that. So I just said it. And turns out like he was kind of a genius. They started making like underwater treadmills and like these workouts that take like the zero gravity workouts. But this yeah. was in 2003. He was way ahead of his time. And it was just like a really funny thing. Cause he just like, completely made it up. So I'll paint a scene for all the listeners out there. Your wife comes home from groceries shopping, right? The kids are in the backyard. She walks out to the backyard. She says, Teddy, where's your dad? And Teddy just points to the deep end and you see some bubbles and then up pops you in full uniform, batting gloves, wooden bat. You were just getting your Shane Falco on down there, just taking some hacks. End scene. End scene. End scene. End scene. (laughs) That's the picture I painted for the viewers, listeners. Well, it's not going to happen. Don't I say do, with that I attitude. I do have the pool heated right now, so See, I could just go. hop right in there. Get in there. What's uh, tidbit number two? Tidbit number two. And this one, man, I'm kind of reluctant to share this a little bit because I have no idea if it's true, so I have to say allegedly. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get us in trouble. Ideal. Does this one deserve a drum roll, you think? No, it's pretty obvious. I think when I say it, you're like, oh, yeah, duh. Okay. So, uh, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to pose it as a question and I think you guys are going to get the right answer. The proposal, the Arizona proposal, we heard it was leaked. That's what everyone's saying. Cause clearly like MLB is not going to like just release that. Like the next day they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like we didn't want that out. Yeah. And their reaction. Yeah, of course. Seems like it was leaked. So who do you think leaked it? I think... Um, the Arizona owner leaked it. The guy who owns the state of Arizona. That's my official guess. Odalis Perez. He's looking to get back in the news cycle. Jake, Jake was a little closer. (laughs) I think I I would guess the commissioner leaked it because it seems like we said they don't do focus groups. They just Jim's a big baseball leak stuff all the time guy. I think MLB leak stuff nonstop. Well, then there you just got a little closer, but I would go opposite end of the spectrum. My little birdies have told me that it was none other than the Scott Boris. Oh. Boris with the AZ plan. What does he have to win or lose? But that doesn't make sense because that means Heyman. Got him going. That means Heyman would have posted the article and not pass him. He could switch up your game, and the reason, the way I'm thinking about it, and this is all alleged, Scott, if you're watching the show, you probably he probably watches the show. If I had to guess, Scotty yeah. B is watching this. He tries to sign me all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, pool boy yeah. needs a pool boy. He sent his brother to interview me when I was interviewing, or when I was interviewing agents. Jeff Boris came, wow. and not Scott. Out. Out. You're out. <laughs> oh, instant. Out. Instant. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so I'd, I'd have no ill will. Do you think, what do you think Jeff's turndown rate is? Like, do you think Jeff <laughs> Boris knows that he gets sent just to hear the word no? Like, is he the guy on the MTV next bus? Like Jeff shows up and the player's just like, nah. Yeah, that if someone signs with Jeff Boris, I think he pops champagne. 
Well, it's not like a him or Scott. It's like he's representing the company. I understand. But if he goes back to Scott and says, hey, I signed him, I think Scott's actually mad at him. Like, you're not supposed to do that. You collect my notes. All I know is he sent them. I have no ill will towards Scott Boris. This is only information I'm passing along. Okay. And the reason I think he leaked it was because how stupid that plan was. And he Jeff told wa- you this? Who? Jeff Boris. He's the one that told you this? <laughs> Jeff leaked it. <laughs> um, but the reason I think that he did is because it was stupid. And he he doesn't like his players playing for less money. You know, the uh, the Players Association guaranteed whatever the mo- amount of money was for two months to be split up amongst the teams. It's obviously a fraction of what the actual payrolls are in the MLB. And guess what? Players get paid. Scott gets paid. That's just how it works. So players aren't getting paid. Scotty ain't making money. He had a billion-dollar offseason. He's not seeing any of that. Why don't we just have passing on and ask him, hey, did, did that get leaked to you via Scott Boris? It could have been leaked to someone, to Jeff. Mm. You know, there's a lot of Heyman. ways to get this info out right now. Heyman was the middleman. We've cracked is, this. Is, is Heyman uh, Boris's, like, little henchman? Yes. I want to say this. Talk like, not even, not, not even in disguise. Anybody. What's that? Is it Heyman's, Heyman is Boris's mouthpiece, not even in disguise. Like, it is it's so obvious. But anyway. What were you saying? I'm saying that we're not owned by anybody. All our opinions and thoughts are our own. And if somebody tells us something, we'll let you know that it didn't come from us. Like yeah. right now. That's true. And so welcome you, aboard. Do you guys think officially. that's a weird thing? Or do you think that's just like par for the course? I think that, I mean, things get leaked all the time. And yeah, I mean, it, who, who knows who, who leaked it? I mean, it could be Manfred saying, hey, float this out there. We want to hear what people have to say about this. It could be Boris saying, can someone please tell him will be there dumb and make sure this doesn't happen because it messes with his money. I mean, it could be, it could be a lot of things. And, it, and it, there's a lot of reasons why it makes sense. Like, it makes so much sense to use the press as your tool. You know what I mean? Of course that happens. But but where's, and first of all, I sat like this to stretch my neck, and now I look just absolutely roped up. I just got the fingers under the bicep the right way, and my forehams are popping, so that's pretty huge for the YouTube. Following up, okay, what's Scott Boris's endgame? To not have that happen. To get paid. Yeah. So him leaking that. How does that get us quicker to playing baseball, which gets them paid? Just showing that the plan is ridiculous so they can tighten it up but, around the edges but, or but, so we can start getting another plan? What's what's Boris's endgame? To get paid what he's worth. See, guys would rather get paid what they're worth than just make chump change in the meantime. So he would rather skip this season and get paid in full so that he can go forward making what he's worth than take a half cut for a couple months. I think that's... That's, well, that's I don't know because thing. he wouldn't get paid in full. If the season's gone, nobody yes. gets paid. So guys aren't in, like there's people. So you think Scott Boris would rather not get any money than get money? Yes, because the value wise, moving forward, he wants to get paid what it's, and he wants his players to get paid in full. That's the whole thing we opened up with the first tidbit. If guys aren't going to make their full salary, they might just say fuck this, and that's what Boris is saying. 
I mean, yeah, it's it's. I I think you're gonna see a split on that with players. Like, I think most guys will be like, "Fuck, I gotta." I well, I think it's the guys money. who are sitting pretty and the guys who are not. Even the guys sitting pretty. I mean, a guy that's scheduled to make twenty million this year. If you're just seeing twenty mil go out the window, like you're like, "Fuck!" Like, let me reach and grab a few of those mills. Mm-hmm. Like, let me. And let's say it is a half season. I mean, let's do the 20 mil guy. I mean, if it's a 81 game season, I mean, 10 million well, to play half a baseball not, season. That's what I'm saying is it's not going to be prorated like that. That was my first tidbit. That well, will and not that's, be. I, so I, I guess we need to see yeah. how that actually comes out. Cause, cause like we said, I, I think there will be other ways to counteract some of that money lost. So what does that end up looking like? Yeah. But I, I mean, I can see. Both thought process, but I could see a guy saying, either pay me what I'm worth or I'll wait till you pay me. I mean, there's a reason guys go but, on strike. But stuff. think about what you're saying about Scott Boris. You think he'd rather not get half of what he normally collects? On, what What does Scott Boris make in a year? He had a billion dollar offseason. I think he's a man of principle Four or five more, percent depending on more than anything. Well, I can um, understand both sides is what I'm saying. I can understand if he's but like, I mean, I'll take anything. I can also understand he's like, fuck that. It's almost no skin off his back. I mean, if if, he, if Scott Boris gets half a season of other guys playing baseball, Scott Boris can make, say he makes $50 million a year. I, I think that number might even be low. But you have to. But, but if guys play baseball, he can make $25 million? Okay, but Scott you, Boris wants the $25 million. But also, you have to understand, like, you have to accept, like, acknowledge that. Scott Boris can be saying, you pay my players exactly what they're worth or we're not playing at all. Like that, he is a guy, he's an agent. He represents the players. So like that thought process makes sense that he yeah, would also and say also, that. He's, he wants to, like, look, Scott gets a bad rap and it's all we ever talk about with him is money. Sign him, Scott. He has to protect his players too. I mean, that's, if he doesn't protect his players, then he doesn't have a job. Okay, like it's not all about contract negotiations. It's can I protect my players? And what I'm seeing and hearing is guys are worried about how you know their bodies are going to hold up in a season like this. If we're talking about a doubleheader every week or two doubleheaders every week and we're not going to have our full facility, so how are we going to get things done? And we're going to have a, a limited staff on hand. I'm on I might not be able to get my work in like I usually can. And if I go do that, for a fraction of the money, and I end up getting hurt because of it, because this is not the way I've tuned my body for years, then what are we doing? Like, why am I going to take the chance to hurt myself? And then in the future, when things are hopefully back to normal, I'm done. Yeah. So I, he I can has see- a responsibility to protect his players in that regard as well. And it's, it's, you know, it, he's incentivized to do that for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, both sides make sense to me. It makes sense that he would leak it. Um, and if anything else, it could just be a strong arm. Like, hey, if you're not paying us, if you're not prorating us exactly what they deserve, then we're not playing. Like, that, I mean, as an yeah. agent, that seems like a really good the the facts the fraction slash the percentage is the big detail there. Yeah, yeah. So that's those are my tidbits, guys. Nice tidbits, Trev. Good tidbits, Trev. Really well done. Sign him, Scott. We got to half hour. If we wanted to, you want to talk a little bit more? You got Strowman wanting to beat up that NASCAR driver. Before think... we get there, I do. I found the luxury tax thing. All um, right. Okay. It's basically what I said. Uh, if there's a partial season, the actual penalty is prorated as far as the actual money they owe, which I don't think we care about. 
if there is no season this year, no team would owe luxury tax, but the rates would not reset. So they're using the Yankees in this Makes example. They'd be considered a second-time offender in 2021. So just that make that makes sense to give people like, all right, you got under this year would would be huge. Then they wouldn't play. They would not. They would not fucking play. If they could, those teams were like, then we're gonna reset. They would just be like, okay. Yeah, okay. and guys will get paid. That's true. Maybe. If they were like, yeah, if we, there's no season. We reset the tax. A lot of owners would be like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not play then. <laughs> and yeah, I'll go spend it, a lot yeah. in the off season. It'd be wild. It would be But wild. yeah, good on them. That makes a lot of sense. Any, any decision that's actually been made has been pretty logical so far. Everything else has been flying off the deep end. Yeah. Not a lot of decisions made. I mean. You can't. We're, can't we're all it. waiting. We're all waiting. Can I ask you guys something? Please. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm a positive guy here. Say it. I'm a positive guy. Yep. I don't like bringing people down or mm-hmm. industries down. Positive they ploof, need that's it. what they call you. Come at me. Ploofy a lot pom-poms. of people are saying I'm very positive. BDP, BDT. Did you guys, like we all, we always applaud the NBA. They're, they're first in everything. You know, they're very progressive. Adam Silver this, Adam Silver that. They promote their players. Look at this incredible idea for horse. Did you guys watch it? Oh, yeah. Jake did. I did not. But I watched, uh, I watched, I, I skimmed through one of them on YouTube. We talked a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I, I had zero interest anyway. So, did but you, I also I mean, thought I, it would be, what I said, Trev, is like people who play horse, isn't a 100% enjoyment rate when you're playing it. Like there's always like, let's just make this out or pig, not horse. Like, come on, just make one, get this over with. So like, I thought it was set up to be pretty brutal from the start. I was all about it because in my mind, I'm like, look, we got some older guys, some younger guys, older guys are going to be doing like half court shots. The young guys are going to be doing, especially Zach Levine. I'm going to be doing between the legs, 360 windmill dunks. And like, it's going to be awesome. They're all going to be in this gym, like they're separate gyms, but like they'll be in a a basketball gym somewhere. I thought they'd have cameras set up. So it's kind of like they produce it. It's ESPN in the NBA, in the WNBA. I watched the first one with Trey Young and Chauncey Billups. And I wanted to throw up because it was like (laughs) watching the Blair Witch Project, but like with worse, with like bad Wi-Fi. The cam the cameras were so horrible. Trey Young was playing on a child's basketball net with a like a broken string hanging down. It was lopsided. It was windy outside. Chauncey Billups had a nice court, but again, like the picture was so it was the worst thing I've ever seen. We're four dummies right here producing a show, and we absolutely kill them as far as like production value. I don't understand who greenlit that, but I couldn't stand watching it. And it was so disappointing to me because we always do think the NBA is like doing things the right way. You know, they, they've done it. And this sounded like a good idea. But man, they screwed it up so badly. Yeah, and I, so I think the, the, the finger might not even be at the NBA, Trev. And I, I know the, the first part of that speech was, you know, the NBA gets too much love probably. Um, mostly just juxtaposed to the other commissioners. But uh, I think it's on ESPN. 
Because um, ESPN, sure. uh, like you're saying, the production value is zero. I I kept saying it looked. I lost John when I was saying it, but it, it looked like they drew pictures on a napkin and like those were the images. I mean, it was it, it was just pathetic. Like like you're saying, I mean, we've we've been in this for a little d- bit and I think you might have called us idiots or something in there, which thank you. Um, but yeah, no, the, the fact that they didn't either send them like better wireless hookups or they didn't send them an actual video camera. Here's or, a really long like, Ethernet cord, and here's a laptop. Film it on this. Hold the laptop. You'll be plugged in. Like we've we've seen some guys. I, I think with you and some guests that have called, and they've used iPads, and we've been like, "Wow, that iPad camera is actually pretty crispy. Like that's not bad." The fact that they didn't do any of that is pathetic. Oh, and they could have done an iPad Ethernet into an iPad. You're right. Because they could have done, done so anything instead of what they did. And it's um that's the part that's shocking, which again, I, I don't know if it falls on NBA I think or they ESPN. Felt, I think they felt like, hey, people just want sports to watch anything. And it was like, eh, nah. Yeah. Not anything. And and as Trevor mentioned, there was parts of the concept that they totally screwed up. Like they like if they had Zach Levine out there. They should have had him versus Aaron Gordon. So if they wanted to do dunks, they could do dunks. If they wanted to do reverse three-point shots or whatever, they could do it. Instead, it was him versus Paul Pierce, and there was a no-dunking rule, and Zach Levine (laughs) slapped the backboard on one side and did a reverse layup, and he was against Paul Pierce, who can barely move. And so Paul Pierce, like, touched the little rubber part under the backboard and then just chucked it up and hit the bottom of the hoop. And he's like, that's a letter, huh? <laughs> so it's, I, I mean, they, again, it's the concept that they were looking to do something. I mean, I'm going to assume NBA might have made a little queso off of it, but production-wise, I, I'll point the finger at Espen there because it was, it was it's unwatchable. It was unwatchable. Unwatchable. 100%. Sorry, be- I had to go. I had to. I had to go off on that because I appreciate you, King. I got a little. The juices were flowing a little bit. Um, I said, "Little sports are on." You know, I don't really ever watch the NBA during the regular season. I don't think really anybody does. It's one of the most pointless regular seasons in all the sports. But I was excited to watch this, and then I turned it on, and immediately I was like, "This is." It's. It was like watching a YouTube video from two thousand seven. Like, yeah. So I'm out. Out. Trev's out. Damn. Any final notes, Jake? Not really. I'm I'm kind of liking Trevor's Trevor shirt hat combo. He's been very matchy lately, Trev. Yeah. He's been matching your shirts and your hats. Is this something that you always do? This is interesting because this don't match at all. And on camera they kind of do. Like this hat yeah. is tan. Like like a sand color and my shirt is like mustard yellow. They look that. like you tried to match them, but they don't really match. I'm going to sh- show you guys the little naked woman. Okay. Oh, wow. Talking baseball first. Well, Again, you can't prove to me that's a woman. I can't. I can't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And also, Trev, congrats on the official announcement, part of John Boy Media announcement announced that was uh thank you uh someone wrote that that was about the 24th time we've announced yeah. it mm-hmm. which to that person i say just relax 
And let's go. Okay. If you listen to the pod, yeah. it was announced a lot. If you just a random follower on Twitter who, who doesn't. Yeah. And surprisingly, people were nice to me. And I was expecting like a lot of hate, maybe, because wow. that's what the internet is. Uh, but people were nice about it. So that made me feel good. Good job, the people. Drink any good Thanks, brews? Guys. You still froth in your coffee? Like, what's what's going on with you, dude? Um, I mean, yeah, I've been having beer, but nothing crazy. Um, in California right now, and I've actually told you guys this, pretty much wherever you are, whatever state you're in, you can now get delivery from your local breweries. So the entire state of California, I can get beer from all these different breweries. So I've been kind of doing that been ordering from uh, this one brewery up in um, Oakland. Mm. And they sent a case of beer down. And for you guys, actually, this T-shirt. I mean, are they delivering mine. that far? Yeah. That's crazy. I thought you meant like so, the local liquor and, store was driving a teenager no, to your house. anywhere. So for you guys, this actually, this T-shirt is from Grimm. Um, and they are a brewery in Brooklyn who I love. Maybe my top brewery in the entire country. Is that who you, you sent us a link to? Because like that was a classic. I would love to click this and do it, but I'm absolutely not gonna. But I'm I I want to. You should. Okay. I mean, it's really Jim will. It's I got three beers in my fridge right now. Want to know what they are? Yes. They're all the same. Rec League. Have you heard of that? Mm, I have. It's a Bud Light that tastes like an IPA. So it's like a session IPA. Whatever. Same calories as like a Bud Light. Three point eight percent. So it's not crazy. That was a big. Um, that was a big movement a while back. Session IPAs were th- the thing because it went like as hoppy as you can get it, and then it went to like triple IPA. So we need the booze in there, and then people were like, "Well, I, I like these, but I'm if full. I drink, if I drink down full and I'm fat, so then people are like, all right, let's make session IPAs where you still get the aroma and the taste of the hops, but with less alcohol." I, we went to a wedding in, in Maine where they had them and I enjoyed it because you can drink a lot and there's actually a flavor to it instead of, I don't mind Bud Light either, but it, there's not a flavor there really. So, Well, do, do yourself a favor. And, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners in the New York area. So if you're in the state of New York, we'll give a little plug to Grimm because I've always liked them. And go order Grimm. beer from any, wherever you're at. Order wherever beer from at. your local breweries. Our New Mexico they listener need, need named Keith, he can go get him. What? Just letting Keith in New Mexico know that he can go get him as well. I wanna know if I'm, I'm trying to think about any breweries in New Mexico. I feel like oh, I wow. probably have. There's got to be some in Taos. Sober State. I'm going to cue up the outro music. Albuquerque and then, Brewing. And then BBD, you give those last words you said you really wanted to give. BBD. No thanks. Okay. Oh my God. All right. That's the show. He's been getting shine lately with his little home plate. Shining hard. Yeah. Been fun. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>